Welcome to the Inner Feminine Beast Podcast, where I'm teaching you how to be the highest version of yourself that has the power, strength, courage, and clarity to claim the life you desire and have it emerge through here in the physical. This podcast will empower you to use the laws of the universe and align with your intuition, create big wins in business by teaching winning sales strategies and wealth practices, my secrets to healthier relationships, better health, and living like the fierce woman you are. I'm your host, Cynthia Stant, a dedicated student to metaphysics, a self-made millionaire, and a CEO. Let's get it going and unleash your inner feminine beast. Hello, 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 my IFB. I am really excited about today's episode. I have a feeling it's going to be one of my longer ones because I am just so passionate about it and I have so much to say. And I want you to walk away with some instant ahas like, oh my gosh, yes, Cynthia, this was really, really helpful because today we're going to talk all about interview tips and tricks for hiring an amazing sales team. So whether you have an amazing sales team and you're looking to add to the company culture and you're looking for someone who's really success driven, or if you are somebody who's hiring your first salesperson, I will let you know that hiring is one of the hardest parts. (laughs) I have so many friends, whether they are multiple six, seven, eight figures, we all get together and we talk about, man, getting the right talent can be super difficult, but here's some tricks I can teach you right here, right now, as somebody who has hired hundreds of salespeople. So whether this was hiring for the restaurants that I was at, let's think about it. Servers, what are they doing the entire time? They're not just serving. They are selling, upselling, providing a beautiful experience and ambiance. So whether it was hiring uh, people who are servers, whether it was when I was doing promotional modeling and managing teams of salespeople who would travel for NASCAR, they are doing, you know, marketing, but at the same time, this is marketing that would convert into sales. I had to hire full teams. There's also all of the people that I've hired for wines and spirits to be representatives, both on and off premise, working for hospitality and, you know, connecting at casinos hotels, restaurants, bars, and of course, liquor stores too. These are people that I had to hire, I had to manage, and I had to really keep motivated and also create a company culture where retention is key, but their success is really weaved into the company's mission as well. Okay. So I can teach you what to do, but I also want to remind you, I have hired over hundred people in business consulting. Okay, so I worked as the senior sales manager for a very successful business consultant, and I had to hire the full team. I had to hire, I had to train, I had to manage, and then I ended up coaching a lot of our seven and eight figure clients on how to do this as well. Now, in my own business now, I work with very successful multiple seven figure companies. I'm helping them to really secure the most amazing talent to really drive their revenue and also to create a company culture that is success driven and keeps and maintains that amazing talent so that you can continue to have success over and over and over again. 
being that I was one of the most successful online social sellers, I know what it takes. I know what they're looking for. I know how to be in their shoes. I know what's right, what's wrong and, and all the things in between. So today is really just some of my best tips and tricks for finding that amazing talent and for you to be able to qualify them and to secure them, okay? What to look for, things you can say. And again, this is all my opinion and perspective, but I've had a lot of success with this. So take some things, maybe leave others, but be an open mind and just know I'm here to help you, okay? So let's talk about what it takes to find that amazing sales person. All right, so the first thing I wanna talk about is that in every sales position I've ever had, I wanna let you know that that position didn't even exist. I literally sold myself into companies where a position for me wasn't even available. I created these positions for me because I wanted to serve. I wanted to be a solution. And I knew that this was somebody that I wanted to be with because I was hungry. So let's talk about what this means. Like, we'll go back to college, okay? When I first started in hospitality, I used to work for an upscale restaurant. And I remember I went in right around Thanksgiving time and it was hustling and bustling. This was an amazing steakhouse. It had such a wintry atmosphere. There's fireplaces everywhere. The cocktails were just spectacular. And there was a three hour wait to get into this place. And me going in with no serving experience whatsoever during the busy holidays wasn't really surefire, right? But I went in and I basically explained to them, look, I understand that I don't have experience, but I'm willing to do the work. I'm hungry. I want this. And in fact, I'll come up with a suggestion on how we can make this a win-win. Why don't I just serve cocktails? And people, the manager was like, wait, wait, wait. So you'll be happy just to do basically the bitch work that nobody wanted to do. (laughs) Instead of making all the big tips, right? And all the amazing interactions, selling lobsters and steak and all the things, you're happy just walk around and collect dirty glasses and maybe get a drink for a $2 tip here and there. I said, absolutely. I will do anything to support you getting it easier and to get me into the door. And so even though they weren't hiring, I landed my first position as a server, which again is selling because a good server is going to go up to you and say, oh, well, would you prefer the eight ounce or the six ounce? Oh, would you prefer the bottle? Oh, would you like to add upon this? You know, like you're constantly upselling, but it's not just so you can make money. It's so that, did you know this is available? Is this something that you prefer? Is this a solution that you're looking for? Let me take care of you. Let me cater to you. Let me make you feel like a queen. Let me give you this amazing experience because you're here to celebrate and to enjoy, okay? So I made a position happen that wasn't even being hired for. I did this again when I became the state manager for Jim Beam Brands. I realized that it was fabulous. It was amazing. But being a young mother, became a mom at 23 years old, that I was flying to Kentucky. And then I'd go to Chicago and then I'd be in New York and then I would be here and there. It was sexy and cool, but it was really difficult because I was making a salary training all the salespeople who are getting all these amazing trips and commissions. I actually demoted myself and asked to be in a sales position role, but Cynthia, a sales position role doesn't exist. Yes, but I want this bad enough. I have a why. And my why is I want to be with my family and I don't want to be capped to my income. I can go for commissions and I'm hungry to do it. But Cynthia, that position doesn't exist. Fine. Let me be creative. Let me come up with a way that we can make a win, win, win. Why don't you give me all the accounts that people don't want? Yeah. The D accounts. (laughs) These are the accounts that are literally like the holes in the wall. They smell kind of moldy and we walk into them. There are people who are drinking regulars at noon. (laughs) I loved them. I'm happy to support them. You know what? 
they have needs too. And I have solutions. And I was able to, you know, rise to top of the leadership boards, really catering to people who aren't used to being catered to. I created an experience. I came a solution and I created again, this position that I sold myself into that didn't exist. I'm going to give you one more example, because I want you to pick up on something that's happening. Okay. Or listen to some of the things I'm saying. I do this again. When I decided now I was a successful salesperson, when you become successful at sales, you end up making a lot of relationships and those relationships build your commissions and it's a pipeline. You know who to call when. And so therefore in the beginning, you're working a ton, but eventually you have a solid income coming in based off relationships and previous work that you've done. That's what the pipeline is. And if you have this great pipeline, you don't work very often. I was working about two hours a day. So now that I have this extra time, I'm thinking to myself, how else can I use my time to serve and be a solution and to make more money? Hmm, maybe I'll start my own business, right? <laughs> so I hired a business consultant from day one and she had a competition amongst her clients. And of course, being a sales lady, I went for it and I won a VIP day with her, which was amazing. I totally saw her potential. She had so much to teach was very knowledgeable. And I went and met with her and I gave her, you know, my full plan for starting my company. I'm like super organized. I'm like, okay, here is my binder. Here's, you know, orange tab section two, bullet three. This is my avatar. This is my 12 month program. This is my five-year plan. And she sat there and was like, what, how long have you been in my program? And I'm like one month. And she's like, holy crap. <laughs> she goes, what is it that you do? I was like, oh, I've been in sales forever. I've managed this many sales teams. I've, you know, I'm in charge of forecasting and budgeting. And I had to be the liaison. I had to be the mediator. I had to build all the relationships. I had to come up with the programs and tools. And now I decided to be a salesperson. So that I could, whoa, 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 hold on. I looked at her straight in the eye and I said, I get it. I'm here. This is divinely happening and orchestrating on my behalf because this is for me, by me. And I'm here to support you. She says, what does that mean? I says, I am now going to be your salesperson. She's like, uh, <laughs> you're funny kiddo, because I'm not hiring you are a client and really it's not on the budget for the next six months. I'm just working with interns. And I decided, no, I will quit my high paying commission job to get in here because I see the potential of what this company can be. And I want to be part of it. I see what you can become. And I want to be part of it. I want to support you and I want to create a win-win. So when I help your company take off, I want you to train me to be a CEO and I learn all the tips and tricks and things that you know, because you're killing it. And I did it again. I created a position and I sold myself into a spot that didn't exist. This is why I was one of the most successful online social sellers in the industry. It's about being hungry. It's about being creative. And it's about being a solution. It wasn't about me, 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 get me the spot, get me the spot. It's how can I support you? How can I support others through my services? And when I give, of course, I'm going to receive back. Okay. This is how really smart salespeople are because they're not just salespeople. They're really smart at being good business people, but they're not the business owner. Okay. They don't enjoy that responsibility. They enjoy all the other perks, but without having that responsibility, it's great being a salesperson. Let me tell you. Okay. So what are you looking for to find somebody like me, to keep somebody like me? <laughs> Again, you know, with all the experience that I've had, it's not just in the hospitality and in, in promotional modeling, in the liquor and wine and spirits. It wasn't just in business consulting. I work with many of my executive sales clients now who have various different businesses to help them to hire and to maintain the best talent in the industry. This is some of the things that we're looking for and what we're doing. So number one is 
Absolutely. You want your salesperson to be hungry. Okay. Hungry. Like they have a drive. They have a desire. They want to go. They want to make an impact. They have a lot of energy and they just don't want to sit still. They want to be seen. They want to support. They want to serve. They want to be a solution. They love that in the middle of the day, it's the only position where you can be like, "Woo, yes, because when you get a sale, it's not just like, yay, money in the bank. That part is fun, but it's also like we get to start and really serve and be the start to somebody's success. A client said yes to us. This is just the beginning because also for the salesperson, that means referrals can come in, retentions and upsells can start happening. <laughs> you know, We can take them on the journey and celebrate the fact that this person trusted in us to say yes. We're going to serve and help them to get results. Okay. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship, but you want your salesperson to be hungry. How do you know if they're hungry? Number one, if they ask how big the salary is, this means they're not that hungry. You won't believe how many people I interview in sales who don't understand why they don't get the position because they're so concerned about the salary. It's okay. I'm happy to support you. You know, I provide my salespeople salaries, but I'm looking for people who want commission. In fact, a lot of my clients have commission-based only, and we worked out how that would be for them. But my husband and I both agree. My husband's very successful as a salesperson. You want to attract somebody who wants commissions. I, as a salesperson, want commissions. Why? Because I'm willing to do the work because I like making as much money as I possibly can. When I am a salesperson, I look at it like I am the CEO of my own desk. My portfolio of leads is like my own business. And if I'm not selling, I'm not eating. There's not food on the table. I need to be goal-oriented because every single division in your company has one thing to do. For marketing, it's lead generation, okay? For your customer service, it's about retention. For you as a leader of your company, it's so that you can be, well, just that, the CEO, the leader, the visionary. A salesperson's number one job is to convert. And if they're not converting, they shouldn't really be rewarded for it. You want people who are like, no, 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 I'll do the work. I'll convert. I was talking about this with my neighbor the other day. She's a very successful woman in sales. And she, you know, always had the positions of being in marketing or, you know, admin and, and things like that. But then she realized just like every corporation, what branch makes the most money? It's always the salespeople, but it's why? Because they're willing to do what other people and that's why they're going to get the outcome that other people don't get because it takes a lot of persistence. It takes a lot of commitment. It's not easy. You have people telling you no all the time, but they're willing to build the pipeline. And sometimes that means they don't get paid for the first three months, but it's worth it. My husband has come to me and has been the number one performer in some of the industries that he's been in, number one. And he comes to me and says, I got a new position. And guess what? It's commission. And that might mean it takes 90 days for me to get this pipeline moving, but it's always worth it. A salesperson isn't there to be comfortable. They're willing to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because they know that's where all the growth and potential happens. We need to make sure that they are hungry. So again, are they excited about commissions? Do they see the potential or are they very concerned about just a salary? It's okay if you do both, but this is something to look for. Something else is they're super persistent. So don't be annoyed. Be grateful that if they're out the hiring experience, they're messaging you, they're calling you, they're emailing you asking, how is it going? Where are you at in your decision-making? <laughs> I remember when I got the position for Jim Beam Brands, I had to do 13 interviews. I was doing Excel freaking test. I had to meet with that owner and that manager and this big client and this person. It was so many different people. And throughout the entire time, it took months and months and months. I would email them every single week to the point where they would answer the phone without knowing who it was and be like, hello, Miss Stant. <laughs> 
But, you know, they would say things to me like, wow, you are really the most persistent person I know. And I'm like, well, duh, I'm a salesperson. <laughs> I'm here. I'm driven. I'm goal oriented and I care about the result. I want this. I'm hungry. And so that actually served me, you know, because success really is about consistency and repetition. And that trait embodied is persistence. If you do not quit, you will not fail. Okay. So that's something to look for. It's okay if they're asking you a lot about where you stand in the hiring process. It's also important to really understand their why. I've always had a huge why. As a mom at 22 years old who went through some really difficult financial hardships, I was hungry for money. I was excited to serve for money. And I really cared about bettering other people and leading by example for my children. And so when you ask people, you know, why are you so excited about this position? If they say, well, it's nice to work remote, have a lot of freedom and work in my yoga pants. That's a lot different of an answer. Okay. Really understanding their why is going to be essential into making sure that they fit with company culture. And at the same time, make sure that you can motivate them as a leader. It's really important that when you're training salespeople and that when you are hiring and promoting them to really perform that you understand their why and tie it into their performance. So they understand, hey, what is it that you desire? How many sales does that equivalent to? Like, how can we get you there? And it's not about just your company and your dreams and missions. It's about tying theirs into it. So you need to know from day one, does it fit in the company culture? And can you support them in getting that? Are they driven? Are they hungry? Okay, this is what we need to look for. The other thing that I think people often forget is the importance of organization. Organization is one of the most important qualities and traits to have being organized as a salesperson. So if I'm your sales manager and I say, hey, you, who are the next three people that you're having join our programs or who are the next three sales for our services? And they're like, um, well, uh, let me go check my folder. Um, let me open up a file on my computer. Hold on. I need to go through my DMs. This is a problem. Why? Universally speaking, hello, wherever the focus goes, the momentum goes. If you don't have focus, you don't know what you're putting your attention into. That's a problem. We need to create a sales funnel that you know where to prioritize because I don't care if you sent a thousand DMs today and had a hundred consoles and had five connection calls and you have no sales. The whole point of you being here is to convert. <laughs> and again, conversion is not just money in the bank. It means that we're living our life purpose and doing God's work by serving the people who you brought to us. Okay. That is your job. And so it's important that you understand how to build your sales funnel, how to move your sales funnel and how to prioritize and energize your time. It's not about being busy as a salesperson. I was never busy because I understand that time is my most important asset and to use my time wisely. It's all about being organized. And this is exactly why I do so much database training with my executive sales clients and their teams. This is why I teach a lot about having a visual sales funnel. I have this thing called my intuitive whiteboard and it is fire y'all. I still use this today. My company, my salespeople use this, like it's everything. <laughs> so it's organization because this is how this works. The universe loves speed. I'm a woman who, again, created a multiple six-figure company in less than six months when I got fired and literally had nothing, okay? No testimonials, no programs, no clients. How did I do it so quickly? Because I understand how to organize my time, my profit-producing activities. I know who I'm going to spend my time with and how to move them through the process of earning trust. That's it. Organization, organization, organization. The universe loves speed. Speed comes from clarity. 
Clarity comes from being organized. And again, I got the positions that I had, for instance, when I went to my old business consultant who hired me, eventually I became a senior sales manager because I came organized. I said, look, this is where I am at. This is orange tab. Remember all that? Here's my 12 year. I was super organized. I had vision. I had clarity because I have clarity. I know what I'm working towards every day and I have drive. You need to make sure that the person that you're interviewing is organized and that they show examples of organization. Okay. If they come to you, like just see even their handbag, is, is there a bunch of crap falling out of it? Like it's not a good sign because how you do one thing is how you do everything. How are they dressed? You know, are they disheveled? Like, or do they look like they're put together? It's a big thing. It shows you how they are because if the front of the house is completely messy, can you even imagine what the back of the house looks like? Okay. So that's important. Organization is key. And this is something you need to be testing, asking about, making sure they have down, give them examples or ask them for examples. Okay. The other thing, if you noticed that I was really stressing earlier is that a really good salesperson takes a lot of pride. And again, it's not just like they're a salesperson. They really consider themselves to be the CEO of their desk. They are good business people. And it's all about building relationships and coming up with creative solutions. Okay. So each time that I came up and sold myself into a position that didn't exist, I created it. I got creative and I didn't make it about me. I made it about how I can serve and support and why it makes sense for other people. And so it's really important that we look for people who can think outside the box. That's what a CEO does. A CEO is not stuck in the maze, just reacting. A CEO is being super visual and thinking high level and really big picture. Well, your salespeople are like little CEOs that don't have the full responsibility of everything, but they think big picture and out of the box. So you want to be creative. My old boss on day one of my new position said something to me that meant everything in the world to me. And it's something I actually say to my employees when I first hire them too. She said on day one, Cynthia, I give you full permission to fuck up. And I just remember being like, thank you. Because we're doing a bunch of things we've never done before. And if we're going to grow, we're going to have to go into the unknown and we're going to have to get a little uncomfortable. We're doing new things. If we're going to evolve, if we're going to hyperspeed, we need to get creative. And I want to give you permission to make mistakes. Now, once you make that mistake, I'm going to come back as the leader and I'm going to tell you why that mistake was an issue and make sure that you understand what to do about it and what to do differently. And your job is not to do it again, but I'm proud that you made a mistake because it meant that you were getting out of your comfort zone. You were coming up with new ways to help grow our company. So really letting people know that you want them to get creative. You want them to come up with ways that they can sell that you can't think of. When you're a really successful CEO, you hire people who are better at you than doing the thing. Like I took a lot of pride in being one of the best salespeople, but I also paid attention that my boss was smart for hiring people that were even better at selling than they are. You know, that's what you should be doing. And so I just remember feeling like, wow, I have the permission to get creative. And so all the flowing juices came in. So next thing I knew I was doing things like creating strategy sessions when prior to that, our company wasn't doing that. I started doing one to many consultation calls. I started partnering with clients and launching for them to show them that we are the people that can launch for you because we're so successful launching or things like that. You know, I gave myself ways to generate new leads and to create sales conversations, build relationships, earn trust, and then ultimately convert just from the permission of getting creative. You want people who are creative. You want people who want to be creative. They really need to see themselves as their own little bosses, okay? Because that's what it is. They're managing their portfolio of leads. 
I'm going to give you a story of one time that I got really creative and I made huge sales from it. <laughs> this is a funny story and I'm going to do a shout out to my husband, Joey. So where I'm from in Delaware, there is this drink. Okay. So this is back when I was a salesperson and I was selling wine and liquor to big events. Actually, I was in the gym being position at the time. Okay. So I was the manager and I have a house at the beach in Delaware. And during St. Patrick's day, there's a big celebration at several of the huge big name establishments down there. And I just started selling and promoting a brand new Irish whiskey, which is really difficult to compete with Jameson on St. Patrick's day. Okay. But I needed to get this beverage in there. And for me, it was kind of easy because one, I liked the product, but two, I spent a lot of time with the owner. The owner came over, we gave them a tour of like where we were at. And I saw his why, and I saw his drive and I felt really connected to his family owned inspired business. So I really had the story. My heart was like emotionally connected to it. So I was sitting there with my husband and I said to him, babe, I'm so excited. We are going to make our St. Patrick's day plans. We're going to host it at our beach house. We're gonna have all our friends come and we'll go to the places that I'm looking to get my products into. And he was like, nah, mm -mm." I was like, wait, what, (laughs) what do you mean? No, like it's gonna be fun. He goes, I don't want to go there. They didn't like going there last year. And I said, why did you not like going there? And if you know Joey, you laugh because he says, because they didn't have green beer. Everybody knows you need to drink green beverages on St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, you're not gonna go because there's no green drink. Wait, oh my God, you're right. Babe, that's it. And he's like, what? I was like, there is no green drink. <gasps> so all of a sudden I came up with this idea. And in Delaware, if you're from Delaware, you're going to chuckle because you're going to know what I'm talking about, but they are known for the orange crush. The orange crush is simply this. (laughs) You're like, wait, is this sales tips or is this drink beverages? A little bit of both today. All right. But it's orange juice, fresh squeezed orange juice with vodka, triple sec and Sprite. I like to do it with club soda because Sprite's too sweet. Okay. So what I decided to do was take this beverage that everybody drinks all the time when they come to this area of the world and make it an Irish twist, like make it into a green beverage using my product. So this particular Irish whiskey is very light. Okay. It's really crisp. It's definitely not as bold as the other competitors. So you can actually mix it a lot better. So I decided to really, you know, pitch to the big places. Why don't you use our mixable Irish whiskey? add some fresh orange juice to it. And instead of using triple sec, use blue curacao because when the blue mixes with the orange juice, the yellow, it makes it into a green beverage that you can put Sprite in or whatever. And so people are getting their favorite drink with a special Irish twist. It tastes delightful and it's green. And they were like, we love this. So next thing I know, I got in there over my huge competition and we sold so many cases. You wouldn't believe it. I ended up going and my husband was happy with his green drink and I was handing out all the the gear and they actually ran out of product, but don't you worry. I had backups ready to go for them. Like it was huge. So big that when our team went to Las Vegas, I was called out by the entire company. I was awarded by the owner and celebrated for coming up this creative way of pushing the product, which really helped that people, the establishment make a ton of sales. It was a solution for them. It made them stand out amongst their competition and all the patrons are happy because they're celebrating getting green drinks. Okay. That are tasting delicious. Like that's what I'm in. It's creative. Win, 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 win. 
I can do this in anything. And the salespeople that you're hiring need to be doing that too. All right. It's giving yourself permission to fuck up. (laughs) All right. So let's keep this going. I told you today's a little bit longer, but I'm super passionate about this. Here's another really good one. When it comes to ticket, high ticket sales, in fact, all sales, but especially high ticket sales, it's all about earning trust, establishing relationships, showing that you are the go-to expert, that you're super knowledgeable, that you're really authentic and ultimately earning trust. So I want you to ask, you know, give me examples of how you are trustworthy. Give me examples of how you've earned trust. Tell me about the relationships you've built and why is trust like an important factor? Like they need to understand that trust is everything when it comes to being a successful salesperson. And I can give you a hundred more things, but to wrap up today, the last thing that it's really important is that people who are great at sales understand the importance of asking questions. So when you wrap up, I'm going to give you two things. Okay. When you wrap up, if you say, are there any questions for me? And there aren't questions. Red freaking flag. Why? Because by nature, you know, salespeople are just curious. They are curious by nature. They're supposed to be because when you ask a lot of questions, this is how you receive a lot of answers. When you see a lot of answers, you can see where the gaps are and how you can be a solution. So not just is it important that they're good listeners and asking questions because that's going to show you how they do one thing, how they do everything, but also it's people who are successful at sales ask a lot of questions because they're result oriented. What I mean by that is I'm probably one of the most annoying people to train because I'm asking question after question, after question, after question. Why? Because you've already done it. You're teaching me. I want to learn from you so I can go fast. So instead of spending time making mistakes, let me just ask you the question so I can learn and apply it right away and take off. That's why whenever I've been in sales for anything, the very first month, It didn't take me a long time to make sales. I went directly to the top of the leaderboard because I learned from everybody else's mistakes. Okay. That's also what makes me a good mentor now is that I tell people, you know, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I can suggest what to do and what not to do because I've already done it. So learn from my mistakes, go faster, hyperspeed. That's how my clients are getting, you know, really great results. They ask a lot of questions. So I always know who's going to be the most successful salesperson in a large group of salespeople because they're asking the best questions. Okay. So that's something to look for. Now, this is something that you may or may not feel comfortable doing, but this is something that if you're looking for a killer, like a sales shark, you know, a lady that slays, you know, men to whoever it is, this is something that you can ask or kind of do during a interview. You can say, Hey, you know, today was really great. We really appreciate your time. And thank you so much for applying for our position, but I'm really not sure if this is the best fit even if you think it is. Why is this question important? Remember, they need to be hungry. They need to be able to sell. Every sales position I've had, I had to sell myself into. So if they say to you, oh, well, okay, thanks for your time. That's not really the person we're looking for. If they say to you, well, thank you. And I appreciate that. But can you please, you know, share with me why you feel that way? Can I, you know, show you that that's not that way? Can I perhaps provide some, you know, other examples and support you in making your decision? That's who you want to look for. So I don't always do that. I have done that, (laughs) but I really wanted to see if I'm on the fence with somebody, I'll ask them that kind of question. And that way they can really show to me that they do desire to be this and that they can sell, right? That's one of the best ways to do it. So I hope you found today helpful. Again, this is my jam. This is what I love doing and supporting. Now, once we get these salespeople hired, now my job is 
to help them to really see the why. It's to really understand how to stay organized, how to organically find leads, to have connections, to earn trust, to be able to convert with minimal ad spend, right? Like I'm not really into that. So it's not just giving them spoon-fed leads, how to go find them, to manage them, to be motivated and to continue to perform and to create a company culture that's really sales and success oriented, right? But it's all through doing it ethically, through doing it in alignment and through doing it as a way to serve. <laughs> sales is my jam. Acknowledge it, embrace it, see it through. Thank you for listening to the Inner Feminine Beast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I check my reviews every week and each one truly does mean so much. So thank you. And also, if you want to keep the conversation going, be sure to visit my website, innerfemininebeast.com to join our communities and so you can also connect with women who are on the same journey. I can't wait to see you on the inside.